y'all. Welcome back to the Mature Podcast. On today's episode, we are jumping into what vulnerability looks like and what it actually looks like. Um, We discuss what it looks like in me and Tiffany's friendship and how it ultimately helps foster our healthy relationships that we ultimately want. Um, So here's a little snippet of today's episode. It was like such a big thing to like go around and like share your life story. Yeah. And to think about it, I used to be such an advocate for it, but now that I think about it, like sharing your life story with people you just met is kind of like terrifying. It's terrifying, but I think it's also this like false sense of like vulnerability. Ooh. Yeah. That's actually pretty accurate. Yeah. I think just because like, I think it's one thing for you to be honest and be open to telling your story, but I think true vulnerability takes discernment of finding or figuring out when is the right time to do that. Because if it's not scary, it's not vulnerability. If you guys are interested in continuing on what this looks like, keep listening. Imagine every sitcom and romantic comedy about college postgrad and how magical it was supposed to be. Imagine that it's the exact opposite and you have the lives of Tiffany Ho and McKenna Wan. Having a beautiful apartment that overlooks the LA skyline with a hot boyfriend and a group of girlfriends who goes out to bars every night is not the reality. At a postgrad, we quickly discovered that our expectations of this grand life we were promised was neither what we imagined or even existent. So we wanted to highlight the normalcy of the day-to-day struggles and achievements of a 20-something-year-old in an authentic and genuine way. We are sitting right in the trenches of trying to navigate what it looks like to experience vulnerability, create meaningful relationships, and ultimately live our best mature lives. Here is the Mature Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Mature Podcast. I'm McKenna. I'm Tiffany. And today we are talking about vulnerability. No. Yes, my favorite conversation other than self-care. If you guys haven't checked it out, we did a um, podcast on self-care and I got to talk about my 40-minute night routine. It's pretty great. Go check it out, guys. You guys want to hear it. <laughs> um, today, we are talking about vulnerability, which um, I love to talk about. I think it's a great conversation. Um, me and Tiff were trying to figure out what we were going to um, discuss in this week's podcast. And um, we had a lot of questions based off of our boundaries um, podcast and how to create healthy boundaries and friendships and um one of the questions that we had been getting a lot from our friends and family and um, just people who were listening were, okay, like now that I've like set these boundaries, like we want healthy relationships, like what is the foundation for that? And me and Tiff did our little like discussion and we're like, I don't know, what does that look like? Um, And we kind of came to this um, consensus that it was vulnerability. Yeah, I think also I just have had a lot of conversations like over the past couple of years with a lot of people our age and even people who are older who are like, okay, I have this person in my life and like they maybe have not been as um, open and like I feel like there's something that I want to kind of dig deeper. There's like this feeling of like I want something more out of mm-hmm. these like 
whether it's relationship or friendship. And I just, a lot of it has to do with vulnerability. Yeah. Like you, we are created and I think we all have this desire in us to not live on the shallow and with relationships. Mm-hmm. Want to all dig a little deeper. Yeah. And I think that's so true in this like post grad, you know, coming of age type of moment where we no longer want just a, oh, I'm friends with you because, you know, we go to class together or I'm friends with you because we work together. Like we all are craving for something deeper. And that's where this um, conversation kind of leads us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we kind of talked about like what that what this conversation would look like. And we realized that we needed to break it down a lot because telling people like, oh, be vulnerable. Not the answer. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the way to go. I feel like I've had I've had you tell me that. <laughs> I've had like other people like, just be vulnerable. I'm like, dude, I have, what does that even look Literally. like? Um, like that sounds so disgusting. Like I don't even <laughs> want to be vulnerable because I don't even know what that, like I don't know what it looks like, but it also, it just sounds like the scariest thing yeah. in the whole world. It, in a weird way to me, it sounds like it's overplayed. And yet like, it's like you said, it's also scary where yeah. I'm like, okay, like, I'm supposed to do this. Everyone's told me to do this, but I don't know how, how to, to do this. So today we're going to break it down for y'all. Yeah. This is our interpretation of what vulnerability I was just like. about to say that. I'm like, we are not experts. We're not experts. Please <laughs> do not put us on the stand. But this is just, I feel like this is in in our in our heads is how we've, like, conceptualized it. Mm-hmm. And this is the easiest, easiest way for us to explain in this very condensed episode of what vulnerability looks like in our lives yeah for sure having a better insight with our friendship too true yeah yeah we're gonna dive a little deeper yep all right so are you explaining do you want to explain the yeah all right so immediately when i think of vulnerability so i don't know about you guys but i'm really like i have to categorize things in my head i'm like (laughs) i compartmentalize (laughs) i'm a big compartmentalizer (laughs) everything has to have a place in my head and um that's just how like i see the world and so a big part of it is uh, with especially the relationships in my life i kind of think of imagine like a target and so like a target right and then like the target sign like or like target. an actual target like the target store. sign okay the target sign. like all the different targets i'm like okay i'm picturing my own target <laughs> i see the bathing no. suits on one side i see the dollar section no on the- everyone is imagining that we do not <laughs> want that target but like a target like so like kind of three circles and um i kind of imagine in, in the middle like these are the people who like know you so deeply um who like this is the people you go to when you are like in an urgent emergency like urgent like emergency you need these are the people you go to who know you who remind you who lift you up who encourage you um those are those people and then uh, the outer circle i imagine um i kind of just label as like close friends so they're not necessarily people you call if there's an emergency but like you wouldn't mind seeing them <laughs> and getting lunch with them and talking to them catching up their, catching up with their lives um and just hearing about them you actually want to hear about them and then the outer circle i kind of imagine um or i label them as acquaintances so people who 
you don't necessarily care for and that just sounds like really harsh but like there you can't <sighs> love everybody i'm just saying you know you can't just know and love everybody immediately these are just people you who are I like you can't do that you can't do that it's just okay, well, there's not enough of you you know um the two, you know the enneagram type two people you're listening <laughs> it's totally doable <laughs> totally doable totally doable i'm just sad from one two to another two. It's totally doable. Yeah. You um, won't burn out, I promise. That is not how I function. <laughs> I'm like, you are an acquaintance. I cannot, I'm so sorry. But there are two types of people. <laughs> but for the acquaintances, like those are people like they're just kind of living, um, they just kind of pass by you, you say hi to them, you don't necessarily know them that well. You may know something of them, but like at the end of the day, you don't really know their heart. I mean, you don't really know their story. That's so fair. I kind of imagine this is kind of setting the the idea of vulnerability. So it's kind of like you start in the middle. Those are the people who know you. And then mm -hmm. the, the bigger the circle gets, the outer rings, they kind of are not as close to you. Yeah. So from there, we thought, okay, so you have your, you know, go-to people. You have your close friends. You have your acquaintances. All those different types of people you're going to be on different levels of vulnerability with. So, um, and it also depends on like how you met and like there's obviously a million and one different factors that like lead into where you're in your friendships or yeah. in your relationships or family wise even. Um, so I thought of, I don't know if this is an actual analogy or if I made it up or whatever. So if there is someone who made this credit to them, <laughs> but I'm stealing it and I'm here or I made it up, but um, when I was talking to Tiff about like our friendship, when we were discussing this idea of vulnerability, I was like, all right, so where are we in our vulnerable like friendship? Acquaintances. <laughs> so glad we're doing this podcast together <laughs> with just my acquaintance here. Um, okay, lies. Me and Tiff are definitely in the like inner circle. We're very close. We're definitely um, go-to people for um, good things, bad things, um, just random funny memes that we want to send each other during the day. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we were like, okay, so like in this um, analogy, so we have um, like a kiddie pool. You're just kind of like surface level, just chilling, hanging out, playing with some toys, maybe like a little ducky. <laughs> That's what I imagine, like a little squirt gun or like a ducky. Just me? Okay. Just you. Cool. All right. That's what I did when I was in the kiddie pool, but whatever. Um, and then you kind of like move on to like the shallow end of like a big pool and you're sitting there four feet deep, just like, all right, like got my toes wet, feeling good. Like maybe a little deeper. You're like, you know more about maybe their family or um, you're kind of like talking a little bit more about what's going on in your day to day life. Um, then like you kind of hit maybe like the eight to 10 feet, maybe 12 feet. I was never one of those people who just like was in hanging out in the 12 feet area, but whatever. That was me. Um, <laughs> but then you have those types of people where you're just like, all right, like we know a lot about each other. We're just like chilling. I know them. They know me. Like I'm with them day to day. Like I get who they are. And then, um, there's nowhere else to go really with a 12 foot deep pool. So then you have just like the ocean <laughs> where there's a lot of unknowns, but you guys are like in it together. You are, you both kind of have that like understanding that you're just going to figure it out together. 
and there's a lot to be uncovered but you're there and you're willing and that sense of vulnerability doesn't really have any set boundaries anymore um like a 12-foot pool does um so that's kind of like where we were just explaining if that makes sense yeah um just to give you guys a better idea whichever analogy helps but yeah it's kind of understanding that um people ebb and flow in Mm -hmm. these categories or however you want to explain it um this is just ways that for us to understand it better but what i really like about your analogy that i feel like doesn't it's not included in the way i kind of imagine is that um there's uh, almost a limit to how vulnerable you can get before you actually have to go into the next one yeah um like you can be you can have a friend or a relationship where you're kind of just hanging out in 12 foot pool and eventually you're going to hit your limit and you're going to have to jump to the ocean and kind of really explore different things in that space with the other person yeah and also it's like good to know that you can be in a 20-year friendship and still be hanging out in a kiddie pool yeah so like this is this when we were talking about like how we're going to explain this we were like we really want people to think about where they're at in like where they're at in different like friendships or even in their family life or, you know, in their romantic relationships. If, you know, they've been together for two years, but they're still like in the four foot shallow area, like what's stopping them from like moving on over to like eight feet, 10 feet, 12 feet, like where is that barrier lying? And ultimately, like we don't have the answers, like (laughs) they're gonna be in your own relationships and figuring it out for yourself. But like, this is just a way to like more um, analyze and like figure out like where, where are we like at? And really looking at your different friendships and being like, do I wanna move like maybe more into the kiddie pool actually and like i need to take a step back or do i really want to dive deeper into this like ocean filled friendship yeah and i think it's really interesting that the mention with with time because i think time and relationship it do, it's it's not a measurement of how vulnerable you are yes. and i've had a and recently i've i just have heard a lot of stories of people i know who have falling out with mm-hmm. um of with their childhood friends because they get to a certain level of friendship they realize okay are we friends because we actually want to be there for each other or are we friends because it was convenient for a really long time and now we're kind of being forced to set up for ourselves because life is changing so quickly so rapidly in so many different directions and how do i maintain this with friend uh, this friendship or relationship and i think this is kind of the stage of life where most people have like they're kind of outgrowing their friends they're kind of figuring out, okay, this friendship is not working for me and it's it's not getting any deeper and maybe they've tried, maybe they haven't tried, but it's just not working. So how do I identify where I'm at and how do I move forward? Yeah, and even from that, it's like, um, you know, you wanna be vulnerable with those types of people and maybe you'll like take a step back and you won't be as vulnerable, but you'll still have that vulnerability aspect like there. Even if you take like a year off your friendship or something and you say like, hey, I need space. Like if you were in that four foot deep pool, like you are you still have that like sense of vulnerability with them. It just looks different. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna have that history. You're, you still like said all those things. You moved in that direction. You just like aren't always there yeah like you're not day-to-day there anymore but i think there's still like a sense of vulnerability that you'll always have with them um it's just gonna look a little like the pool will look a little different yep if you will yeah 
I don't know where I'm going with that, but <laughs> it's just like interesting and it's like good to note that um, vulnerability doesn't mean talking every day. True. You know, oh. you can talk to someone every single mm-hmm. day and that, that does not mean you are like, I'm super vulnerable with them. They know who I am. You can hang out with somebody all day. They still won't know who you are. Yeah. Like there's an element to um, like just time is not that measurement. It, mm-hmm. it, it, could, it could play a factor, but it's not exactly like I've known you longer, so I'm more vulnerable with you. That's yeah. just not how it works. No, definitely. I think a lot of it has to do with um, intentionality. Mm you know, trying um, or being honest with where you're at with other person and figuring out where you're at. I think that's kind of the first step with a lot of people because I think um, I think I see a big reason why uh, friendships aren't, sometimes don't work out, mm-hmm. relationships too, is that they there's always one person in the relationship or maybe both parties who are not willing to meet the other person yeah, there. Definitely. Um, and I think that's like a great point to know like where we're at in our friendship because like um, when I was explaining this like whole analogy to Tiff, I was like using our friendship as the analogy in like a pool. So um, as you guys know, like when me and Tiff like first met, we were just kind of like instantly like basically in the deep end. Like we spent our like first time hanging out was spent on the rooftop of our dorm and we spent like four or five hours just talking. And so I think right then and there, we decided, like, we're both in this deep end. Like, we're, we both have this, like, weird sense of vulnerability. And I think each of us, like, it took a little longer. Uh, and by us, I mean Tiff. Really me. <laughs> really me. <laughs> but, I mean, she was still open about, like, her past and everything. I mean, feelings, I think, was a little, like, it took a little longer. <laughs> it's but a big lag. <laughs> it was a little bit of a lag. But we love that about Tiff. Um, and you've definitely grown so much in that, so not a problem anymore <laughs> but um for instance like when we were complete strangers but we started off in the deep end and so from there we were just like okay like we were kind of on the surface of the eight foot pool but we definitely were just like head first like yeah. oh we're just we're in it um and so we kind of were like all right so we you know went a little deeper each year I think as we you know became closer friends and then became roommates and then remain friends through like study abroad and like um remain friends like over the summer and we're just like yeah i still want to live with you after three years like it's great um, i am here for it um but from that we i think you know post-grad we were just like all right we don't live together anymore and so our vulnerability definitely changed um, because we went through different stuff ourselves. We were going through a lot of changes. We were going through transitions. We love a good transition. Um, but from that, like we were going through stuff in our own personal lives. And I, I think it definitely forced us um, in our own separate ways, actually. Like we weren't really talking about it either. But slowly, like as we were like, you know, keeping up with each other, um, we just dove deeper and we realized like we had hit like a 12 foot pool and there was nowhere else to go yeah we just kind of were like wow okay like we're doing so much and we still want like more from our friendship like we know that there's more there obviously like we wouldn't still be friends if we were just like okay cool 12 foot pool like we're done tap out good to go like let's just keep it here awesome um but i think as we were figuring out stuff on our own and doing a lot of self-reflection on both our ends um we realized like 
without even talking to each other just like hit this like ocean and we were like we're going for it like we're just gonna find our way into the ocean and just keep going and seeing where this leads and um you know there's been a really great things that have come out of it um I mean this podcast kind of came out of it where we were just like we want to share what we have to say and um it also led to a lot of hard conversations too um there was time like I have a this is like weird for me to even to be talking about but um I cry all the time <laughs> like which is I, very I'm I do not cry no ever really no but like I cry all the time but in very like specific things where like I will cry at a commercial I will cry at movies I'll cry at like a wedding proposal of people I don't know like I'm just like that person however I won't cry in front of people that I know like I just like it's really like when it's something that like deeply upsets me when it's something that really hurts me when I'm like feeling really frustrated or whatever I will wait until I'm completely alone to like cry and so one of my ways of like showing my vulnerability like being in this ocean with like Tiff and like a couple of my other close friends and even my family was like crying in front of them and it was really like I am like sweating even thinking about like talking about this because I would never admit this I'm like oh my gosh I'm such an advocate for crying but I would like never do it and so um you know I remember like so distinctly about like I think I was like, I literally FaceTimed you or I was like on Marco Polo with our other friend. And I was like crying about something that was like really, really hard for me. And um, I just remember that being such like a amazing moment in our friendship because I was like, I feel so close to them. And I feel like I really like crossed this barrier that I'd put up for myself. Like there was no reason why Tiff or like our other friend um was like setting that barrier up for me where they're like "Uh, you can't cry in front of us like there was no like space for that but me myself like I really had to like let my guard down and be in that ocean unknown of like how they were gonna react and just be like all right I'm going for it and like this is how I'm showing my vulnerability is like not just like talking about what was upsetting me or what was hurting me but also like showing it yeah which is like very like bringing up this it's like really interesting because there's there's two instances that she kind of was mentioning how in the very beginning we were like talking and we were like we were just there meeting each other where we're at and just Mm -hmm. like opening ourselves up that is not that's like very surface level vulnerability yeah and then this there was this moment where you felt like the space to really express yourself freely in front of us that is like what true vulnerability Mm -hmm. is like um just because you can just go around and like um like you know tell people your story or like go crying from around people that's not vulnerability it's a Mm. that's very surface level what's vulnerability is the fact that what you mentioned like you're really scared and you still chose to show up and you still chose to tell us where you're at and be open and just be so vulnerable in like that that really scary moment yeah and and look how long that took for you to get there like i think people think oh my gosh like i have to be friends with for x amount of years or like i have to go through something really hard like no it's really just 
showing up for yourself in these moments where it's just so scary for you to just be who you are in such a raw way and kind of like freeing yourself from the expectations of what someone else is thinking of you and like yeah. seeing how they're going to react yeah yeah and it's interesting that you like bring out that point because for so long i thought like when we first met i was like wow i'm being so vulnerable with this person that i barely know and i did that with everyone yeah that's why i was saying like you know i spread myself so thinly with like you know acquaintances and close friends and people i know truly deeply because that's just like who I am. I'm a very open book. I'm a very vulnerable, quote unquote, person. Um, but I think through this, like, as I kind of grew up in this past year, like that has changed dramatically. And I don't um, necessarily, how do I say it? Like be vulnerable with people as quickly as I used to be um, as a sense of like protecting my heart and knowing what I truly want to um, share with other people. Yeah. It's hard. All right. <coughs> so we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come right back and we're going to hear more about, you're going to hear more about our story um, and more um, ways to be vulnerable and really diving to what that looks like. Hey guys, if you guys haven't taken the time to do this, can you please help us by writing review and subscribing to our podcast and feel free to follow us on our Instagram at the mature podcast. All right, we're off the break. So let's go back to the conversation. All right, so we are back from our break. Um, so we kind of left off with um, talking about where I was at in my aspect of vulnerability, my little cry sesh that I have every so often. Um, and now Tiff is gonna kind of take it away and explain like where she's at in her vulnerability with not just me, um, but with like other close friends that she has and family. Yeah, I think it took me a really long time to really understand like what vulnerability like was or is and all the above. I think that for the longest time, I legit thought that vulnerability was like being open and telling everybody my story. Like, this is who I am and this is my story and this is my heart. The and life like, stories. Yes. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you guys do this at your schools, but at APU where we went to college, it was like such a big thing to like go around and like share your life story. Yeah. And to think about it, I used to be such an advocate for it, but now that I think about it, like sharing your life story with people you just met is kind of like terrifying. It's terrifying, but I think it's also this like false sense of like vulnerability. Ooh. Yeah. That's actually pretty accurate. Yeah. I think just because like, I think it's one thing for you to be honest and be open to telling your story, but I think true vulnerability takes discernment of finding or figuring out when is the right time to do that. Yeah. Because if it's not scary, it's not vulnerability. <laughs> and put that on your bumper <laughs> sticker, y'all. <laughs> if it's not scary, it's not vulnerability. If it's too easy for you, I I really truly believe that like vulnerability is being in a space where it's so scary and it's so 
like you just are so afraid what the other person's gonna think of you and you're just but you're so willing to be brave enough to be there anyways like that's what vulnerability is and the only reason why i even understand this concept is because we love renee brown so we have (laughs) to give her a shout out in this conversation because she honestly reinvented this whole topic um if you guys don't know who she is she's this amazing um she calls herself a storyteller and she's just so amazing she's done so much research with shame and courage bravery and at the end of it what her um what her like thesis or whatever his is she just says like the whole point of life and like our humanness is to connect and the way we do that is through being vulnerable Uh, all right so i think the most recent um the really big moment in like just not in our friendship but like a really moment in my a really big moment in my life of what I really understood what vulnerability looks like was actually recently in the past um year I actually was going through like a really hard time like mentally and I just like was I really believe I was in the mental breakdown and I was just like I was just filled with anxiety and I felt so alone and I just felt like so isolated from everybody and it was just so weird because it was just not like me like I would still hang around with my friends and I would still do the things that I wanted to do but I wasn't enjoying it and I felt like I wasn't really present for it and I just I just wasn't feeling like myself and so there is this moment um I just remember like crying in my bed and like so like quietly because I was like McKenna cannot hear me like I really don't want McKenna to hear me crying in the other room so I'll cry quietly on my bed and hope she doesn't hear me and so um there was just like this uh week where it was just like really hard and that whole week like now I know that McKenna and our (laughs) other friend Tay like they just she just they knew that something was off and I just like would not tell them and I mean if you guys have heard our podcast you just can already tell like I I am just not a person who opens up easily like I don't like to talk about how I'm feeling and where I'm at it's just like it's really scary for me and um this whole week and this whole time like I was just they would just constantly ask me like are you doing okay like what's going on and I would just like lie to their faces and be like I'm totally fine which is I feel like I need to jump in because I knew that you were lying (laughs) like me and Tay on like I would talk to her separately throughout that entire week and it was like something's off about Tiff like we need to do like an intervention. If you guys watch How I Met Your Mother, you know about like the intervention times. And like, I honestly was about to go buy a freaking poster board and be like, you're lying to us about how you feel. <laughs> like I was so ready just cause I, I mean, we just knew like yeah. there was something off. Awesome and, off. and yeah. it, something off was, had been going for a while. It just like, I think I was at a point where like I really couldn't hide it anymore. Mm-hmm. And Anyways, long story short, we were like planning this day. We were gonna like go and hang out. And I was just like so, so off. And I just remember like in my head, I was just like, I have to tell them, but I just don't want to. Like I have to tell somebody what I'm going through, Mm -hmm. but I like the fear of saying it out loud was so much scarier than to actually just, so it was just so much easier to keep it in. And there was just this moment where we were sitting at the dining table, they were like, literally start an intervention and immediately they're like something's wrong tell us what's going on I was just like no and our friend Tay like 
all she did, like, <laughs> not, she didn't say anything. All she did was just put her hand, like, on my back just to, like, like comfort me. And I just broke down crying. And the I think the hardest part for me was that it wasn't that I was crying. It was the part where I had to say, like, I'm not doing okay. And, like, I'm... Like, I'm having a hard time. Like, I don't feel like myself. And I'm just, like, so scared of, like, what's going to happen. And I'm, like, tearing up right now. <laughs> Me too. I'm, like, uh, I think we both are, like, we feed off of each other crying. So it's not good that we're, like, and, just watching each other right now. And it was just, like, a really hard moment for me. And, like, the same thing happened in that room as it's happening right now. Like, we just all started crying together because it was, like, I was so ashamed and like admitting that I wasn't okay, that I literally couldn't even look at them. Like I just was putting my head down and I was just so um, scared just to like be honest with where I was at. And um, I'm like so thankful and so lucky that I have friends who are there for me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh um, my God. I'm just like so thankful to have friends who like, when I do open up and I am vulnerable, they're there for me and they did it so they like opened they opened their arms to me of course and they were just so um on like understanding and just understood what I was going through and they never put like they never pushed me more than I needed they they needed to and um yeah it's just I know that a lot of people that's what they desire like they just want someone to to root for them even when they're crying and and even when they're like having a bad day and and really I think a big part of that is allowing people to meet you where you're at and like tell them like I'm going through a really hard time and like can you just meet me here like meet me where I'm at and just like sit with me yeah. um and I know that's like not easy like obviously I'm sitting here crying and like telling you guys this story and it's still really hard for me and um opening up these conversations um is just really um eye-opening for me because I think that it kind of pushes me um, to just really be honest with where I'm at so that I can really help other people. And um, I really hope that you, whoever's listening to this, that you guys um, understand um, how hard it is and that it's okay. But like, it is so, so like freeing to be in that space. Because once you say, once you open up your heart, like once you like try to get someone to really be there for you it's literally the best feeling like ever i feel like ever since then like i've learned so much about my own mental health and where i'm at emotionally and being more in tune with myself and that has only made me better at relationships too and not just friendships but like even with family relationships and um yeah so uh, just so like scary to say that out loud I think it's also I mean one just like thank you for sharing um because I know that's very difficult for you um and while Tiff was crying I was literally sitting there crying with her because I am one of those people when I see someone cry I cry as well so thanks for the tears girl um <laughs> But I think it's so important to know that, like, being vulnerable is being brave. And it's such an aspect um, of having courage. 
And so I just like want to acknowledge Tiff for like being brave and like sharing her side of like what it looks to, like to be vulnerable and being vulnerable here. And um, it's not just like, I think it's really important to note like it's one thing to be vulnerable like with one person, but to like share that with an entire audience is something completely different and you don't know who's on the other side of this and um, putting yourself out there is, it's a lot, so. Yay, me just acknowledging you for a quick minute because I can't like not do that. Um, but I think it's what Tiff said is just so important as well, just about the um, being willing to have like people in your lives to be open with and um, also like accepting their love and encouragement is really hard to do because I think we're like really good at like giving love but it's so hard to receive love and like receive that love after being vulnerable is like I don't know about you but like when I'm being vulnerable when I'm crying or whatever I'm like okay that happened moving on like yeah. like uh, basically I just kind of like shut the door on that and, and I'm like off. brush it off I'm like okay like I said this really deep and like really hard thing that like I've been keeping in for 22 years moving on how was the rest of your guys's day like I think it's so easy to just do that um when you're in that space but it's even braver to just accept like that love accept that hug like accept being like told you know thank you for sharing and like thank you for being vulnerable and um that's even braver to do is to fully to fully receive and fully accept yeah and i think it's good for like people to note that too because vulnerability isn't just you being open and sharing with others because i think there are two sides i think um it's one thing to give but it's another thing to receive and doing both is just as hard yeah i know some people in my life who are really good at giving but not good at receiving and i know other people who are really good at receiving and not really good at giving and they're not willing to open themselves up and um vulnerability at the end of the day is literally the only way to have a healthy relationship because that enables you to be honest with where you're at and then actually being brave and having the courage to tell someone else where you're at yeah. and that ultimately then leads into boundaries and yeah. and all these other things and at the very root of it it's really about um being vulnerable yeah and it's also like like all those things that you're saying they're in your control yeah like you know receiving love like giving you can't like force someone to like give out vulnerability you know and that's um conversation we've had multiple times where we've had friendships or even family members or relationships where we're just like you want to shake them and be like just be vulnerable with me like tell me everything you want like in life like tell me all your secrets like pour out like I'm here like I'm ready to receive that um but that's so out of your control like you can't force someone to do that and you also can't force someone to receive it um so I think like one of our biggest um not tips or say but just like points that we want to make is like all of this creating boundaries you know being vulnerable, all of, like the things to make a healthy relationship is so much like in your control, like what you can't control per se. Um, obviously there's external factors and everything, but 
what you do, what you say, how you live your life, you got this. You're so capable of setting boundaries. You're so capable of diving headfirst into the ocean. Or if you need to dip your toes in the kiddie pool, like either way, so capable. Yeah. I think it's when when you're kind of in that space to recognize like, oh my gosh, where are my friendships at? Where am I at? It is so scary and it's so um just like disappointing too of like establishing, oh my gosh, like maybe that friend I had for like my whole life, like maybe we're not as close as I thought I was mm-hmm. with them. Um and that is that first step of recognizing that is already so hard, but it's very essential because I think that's where the true work of vulnerability can come in is when you can honestly kind of, um, um, how you say, determine that. (laughs) I can't think. Um, I was like, where are you going with this? (laughs) Determine that in your, in your relationship. And, and kind of like what McKenna said, she was mentioning that like, it's really up to you. And it's true, a lot of it has to do with being intentional, um, but also not getting mad when the other person is not willing to meet you there either. Oh. Oh. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. so hard. Like, I like, let's say you're a person who's like, I really want to build deep relationships, like, right now. Like, right now, I'm, I'm just going to start. It's going to take time. It doesn't happen overnight, just like all these other things that we were talking about. They just don't happen overnight. Um, but it takes the first step is just to really um, recognize like, OK, I'm there. Like, I, I want I want to have deep relationships and it's going to be scary. It's going to be hard, but I'm, I'm going to try. Yeah. I'm going to try. And I think it's like, I mean, for those who are looking for like specific steps and it's like, OK, how to be vulnerable or whatever. It's like it starts with you. Yeah. Like, you know, step if you guys are looking for like three steps, it's like it starts with you. It's like it's you wanting those, you know, being vulnerable. It's starting to ask questions. It's starting to, you know, analyze like where my friendships are at, where my relationships are at, where my family dynamics at and where do I eventually want them to be? And it's taking those like steps in order to create more intentional conversations and making more time for those relationships in your life to foster vulnerability because like tiff said it's not going to happen overnight you can't just go in and be like all right mom we're going to be vulnerable now like wake up the next morning it's like you have the best relationship ever no it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of fostering it's gonna be conversations of you know hey mom like do you want a stronger relationship if she doesn't like tiff said like going to be hard if they don't want that same thing and for the people who are listening to this and they're wondering man why do i not have deep connections why do not why do i not have good relationships why do i not have good friendships i would really suggest to take a look at yourself mm-hmm. um yeah. and it's really really scary and i i it sounds really like oh my gosh take a look at yourself like come but, up really mean but it really starts with you and if you're wondering and you're looking at your relationships and you're like, this is just not, this is just not it for me. I would just really um, just like ask that you just take a good look at yourself first and reassess where you're at. Like, are you ready for these relations? Are you ready to grow deeper in them? Because if you're not like, 
it's just not going to come to you. Yeah. Like that's just not how life works. No matter what stage you're at, whether it's yeah. your post-grad, whether you're still in college, whether you're, you've been out of college, you didn't go to college. It doesn't matter where you're at in life. Like whether you learn it now or down the line, it's just not going to come to you like that. You have yeah. to be open to it. And a lot of that is just really being honest with yourself. And mm-hmm. if you want deep relationships, gotta, gotta admit it first. You gotta yeah. admit that that's what you want. Yeah. And put in the work. Putting in the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really easy to blame others, but gotta look inward first before you look outward. Yeah. For sure. Wow. I got so like philosophical amazing (laughs) we love that for us well a lot of these conversations are really i think about building connections with people and you can't really connect people connect with other people if you're not connecting with yourself and a lot of that is being (laughs) literally (laughs) tiffany ho just like 42 minutes of bumper sticker worthy I don't know, bumper stickers. I don't know. Just like quotes that should just, everyone should hear. You're welcome. You're welcome, people. No, and it's it's true though. Like it's, you have to, a big part of it is you have to be self-aware and you have to be open to Mm -hmm. learning more about yourself and you have to be open to, and with that, you have to be open to hearing other people. Mm -hmm. And if you want to start here, start here. We'd love for you to start here with us. Yeah. I think that's funny, too, because I feel like a lot of people have been saying, like, oh, you guys are so self-aware. Like, how did that happen? I'm like, girl, boy, it didn't happen overnight. I'm like, it took a lot of, I mean, I think sometimes, you know, that could be a whole other podcast of becoming self-aware with Tiffany and McKenna. (laughs) Just be. (laughs) Just be. I think a lot of that is um, really looking into other resources. Um, I'm, I feel like this is how I, like, try to almost avoid my vulnerability to learn more about vulnerability if that makes any sense (laughs) i'm like you are you are a hundred percent okay this is how tiffany is i know this is like a completely off tangent but it's not really tiffany is like i don't want to like i avoid confrontation because i don't like confronting people so then it's hard for her to confront people because she avoids the confrontation about confronting people yeah that's that's literally. literally Tiffany in a nutshell. So I'm so like <laughs> same thing with vulnerability. Like she doesn't like for the longest time she just avoided vulnerability because she didn't want to talk about vulnerability because that would mean she has to be vulnerable. So then she just was never vulnerable. Yes. And that's where we were at. That's where we're at. So I feel like I was <laughs> avoiding vulnerability by learning about it, which is like the funniest thing. But instead of actually feeling it, I was just like thinking about it. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, you just learn it. You're like, I know everything about, about vulnerability yeah. except doing it. Exactly. Exactly. Tiffany, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And it's just so funny. Okay, resources right now. I'm going to tell you, like, these are my favorite books that I've learned about vulnerability. One, boundaries. Like, Boundaries was a really good one that helped me to establish a space for myself to be vulnerable and why that was important. Is that a book? It's a book. Okay, who is it by? Give us the resources. Um, I think it's Henry Cloud and somebody else. I'm so sorry. I will link it in the description. Perfect. And um, Darren Greatly by Brene Brown, obviously. We love her. And um, that book is really good about um, taking a look at your shame and that... Oh, yeah um vulnerability is the antidote to shame so that one really hit me in the feels and the other book that i really love is a book i read recently which is called um scary close 
Um, and I will link that all in the description so you guys will have resources to that. We love resources. Yeah, those wow, are look good at books. Us. Yeah. And if you don't want to read these books, because I know some people don't like reading, Brene Brown has really great TED Talks. Yeah, she does. Um, if literally. you're a psych major, you know all of them. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't, then um, I would really recommend looking her up and watching her videos because she says some really powerful things. And um, I think that's a good place to start. Definitely. Wow. I'm really proud of us for doing this. <laughs> we were super, when I told Tiff, like, we should do one about vulnerability. Literally, her first thing was like, no. <laughs> I was like, okay. There's like, like uh, please don't. But I'm really excited about this conversation that we've started and continue to have. I mean, we literally last night, we're still having this conversation of what this looks like and how to continue moving forward in that just because we're in the ocean now. Um, doesn't mean we're in the ocean with every other friendship, relationship, yeah. family life. So it looks different and it continues. And we're really excited to, you know, come alongside you guys and figuring out what that looks like um, for you guys. Um, and yeah. Yes. So if you guys really liked our podcast, please feel free to subscribe and leave us a review and follow us on the Mature Podcast on Instagram because that's where we update you guys and also have really fun conversations through our Instagram stories. So um, we love to interact with you. Don't, don't be afraid to DM us and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.